You know what they say, if you have your health, you have everything. Oh man, it is true, true, true. And as we get older, it's even more true. That's next on this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Seriously, how can a guy on April the 22nd of 2021 have to go out into his garage and dig out the snow shovel one more time. How is that possible? Greetings from Northeast Ohio, from the basement lair of the Gratitude Journal podcast headquarters. (laughs) Hey, it's Matthew here, and welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast the podcast designed for us to try to find ways to be grateful for the things that we have and the things maybe that we're not so certain that we have, but maybe are lurking underneath, you know, the various and sundry things that go on in our lives. And hopefully that this podcast will make me more aware of those things because I actually have to say them out loud or hypothesize about them out loud to you, and maybe they will make you be a little more aware of the things that you need to be grateful for. That would be the great thing for both of us to realize those things. And I know that I kind of bitch and moan about the weather a lot, but, you know, I was saying to uh, Donna the other day, here's the thing. I have this mental game that I play with myself that when the first sign of snowflakes appear, then to me, that means winter has started. Now, that may not be the official day of December 21st, and in many cases here in our neck of the woods, winter has always happened prior to December 21st. But I make a mental note when I see the first snowflake fall. And this past year in 2020, in the height of COVID, it was November the 4th. I had little wispy flakes, you know, pound on the deck one morning when I went out to try to get the paper that wasn't delivered for whatever reason. And I said to myself, no, November 4th, winter has started. So I said to Donnie, you know, here's the thing. So we're taking basically all of November, December, January, February, March. That's five months. April, we're halfway through this five and a half months, really, of winter. Five and a half months. That's a long time, isn't it? I mean, five and a half months now prior to (laughs) prior to snowflakes falling, not really not two hours ago, we actually had some really remarkable weather last week. And I think I highlighted and footnoted it in the last podcast or maybe the podcast before that, that we actually have some pretty nice weather. And that's what made me put snow shovels away. I put them behind, you know, like the hoe and the rakes and all that stuff that Donna will need to do garden and lawn work. And so I figured, hey, we're done. And we're not done. The only thing worse, I have to say, than shoveling snow off one's porch or the steps of one's porch in the third week of April is to have a migraine headache. I don't know if you've ever experienced migraines. My migraines are really more ocular migraines. And I recall having one when I was probably like a teenager. 
uh, a pretty early teenager because I was playing tennis with someone in the park, not too far from my house in Canton. And all of a sudden I couldn't see straight ahead of me. Like these little squiggly flashing lights were in my vision. And I went, oh my gosh, what's happening? Is my brain exploding? Do I have cancer of the brain? Am I going to die today? And it was a very, very hot, very, very humid day. And all of a sudden I just sort of crouched on the hot surface of the tennis court and I couldn't see. And the person I was playing with said, what are you doing? Let's go. Come on. I'm winning. And I like, I could not see. And I said, I can't see. And coincidentally, in the next court, a doctor was playing with somebody on his court and he put his racket down and he said, are you okay? And I said, I don't know. I can't see. And he said, do you have a, you know, do you have a headache? Do you feel nauseous? And I said, yeah, I guess I do feel a little bit nauseous. And all of a sudden the bright squiggly lines kind of went out into my peripheral vision. And after about a half an hour, it all went away and I had this enormous headache. So long story short, I learned that these episodes were ocular migraines and Throughout most of my life, I've had these ocular migraines at least once to two times a month. And there's really nothing I can do for them except wait them out. I try to take aspirin, but really, that doesn't really do much for the impending headache that will follow. Here's the strange thing about these ocular migraines. Lately, I've been having a really a plethora of them. And I can't really understand why. Some say, oh, you know, it's stress-related because, you know, everything is stress-related. And some say, oh, you know, it's what you're eating. Don't eat chocolate. Don't eat raisins. Uh, don't do this. Don't do that. Well, I've been doing so many dietary things lately. There's not too much more that I can give up except for maybe oxygen or water. And there's really seems to be no rhyme or reason to them. But when I'm having one of these migraine headaches, I think to myself, it's so debilitating. I can't imagine what people who have normal migraines go through where they dive into a dark corner of a bedroom for two or three days and clutch a hold of their skull and waiting for these migraines to pass. So for that, I consider myself fortunate and I'm grateful that I don't have these real migraines. The funny thing is, is I have a twin brother and just last year we were talking about these things. He said, very nonchalantly. Oh yeah, I get those. I said, wait, you get these ocular migraines? Oh yeah, I've had them all my life. <laughs> what? I didn't even know that. He goes, yeah, I have, I have them all my life. I said, do you get the headache? He goes, no, I don't really have the headache. I mean, I have the flashing lights and it kind of switches to my peripheral vision and then they kind of leave and then I'm okay. And I really don't have headaches. And I didn't, I did not know this all of these years that we, amongst all the other things that we share, we also share ocular migraines. The other day, I was letting Izzy, our full-blooded West Highland Terrier, in, and Izzy is pretty ancient. Izzy is approaching 15 years of age. He has trouble seeing. He has trouble hearing. He has really no peripheral vision. And he still, though, enjoys his treat every time he comes in because he figures that if he goes out to poop or pee or do whatever he does, that when he comes in, he 
needs to get rewarded for, you know, releasing his bowels. That's <laughs> just something that we've always done. And of course, you know, in true form to Pavlov's dogs, Izzy follows along with the regular trend and he expects his treat. So Donna has this great thing that she did with treats, and it's really very cheap. We buy a can of dog food. Donna takes the contents of the can, puts them on a cookie sheet, and spreads the dog food out on the cookie sheet. And then she puts the cookie sheet in the freezer, and then she waits a couple of hours, and then she removes the cookie sheet, and then she cuts that now frozen slather of dog food into little squares, puts them in a Tupperware container, and puts them back in the freezer. And so when Izzy comes in from doing his thing, we open the freezer, we take out one of these little squares, and he thinks it's just the greatest thing since sliced bread, and we're really only giving him dog food. And so these treats are like amazing to him. And they're amazing for us because they're relatively inexpensive. I mean, what's a can of dog food cost? A buck? So this is great. Well, the other day, I reach down to remove the Tupperware container. I open the top of the Tupperware container. I pulled out his little square and I bent down to put the square in front of him so he could see it. And all of a sudden, I completely wrenched out my back. Now, isn't that the way it normally happens? I mean, I do not have back pain per se, but this muscle that I pulled in my back that Every once in a while, I'll do this. Like maybe every other year, I'll do this. It, it completely upended my life. I mean, completely upended my life. And I struggled to get over to a chair so that I could sit in the chair. And then I struggled to get out of the chair. And I sort of marched around, hunched over, grasping hold of the left side of my back. And Donna's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I'm in absolute agony. And so she was trying to like rub this spot. It wasn't really helping. I took a Tylenol. It wasn't really helping. I tried to crawl back downstairs here to the basement layer so that I could do some work. I couldn't sit in the chair properly. Long story short, this pain that I had was debilitating. So about an hour later, I had to walk down to the mechanic who had our car. And I had to get the car. So I was struggling to put on my jeans. I was struggling to put on the coat. And I thought, you know, this walk usually takes me 45 minutes because we only have one car and this car needed new tires. It needed a bunch of other stuff. It completely stole our whole stimulus check. <laughs> Another story. And I knew I had to walk down on a very busy road to you know, dodge cars, dodge traffic. A lot of sidewalks where there weren't sidewalks and I had to walk in people's yards and, and, you know, go in and out of traffic and park cars. It was, it's not a very fun walk and add on to that, this sort of debilitating pain. So as I was walking, as the snowflakes were hitting my face in the third week of April, I thought to myself, you know, I have been pretty fortunate, all things considered that at my age and I'll be approaching another age milestone here in another week or so, I've been fairly fortunate. And I'm grateful that I have had the limited health issues that I have had. For this, after this two-day episode, 
of immense pain, I'm very, very grateful. They say that we should be grateful for our health, that we should be happy that we have health. And it just never really measured with me. It never really impacted me, or at least so I thought. Until I had a bicycle accident in 2017, August the 2nd of 2017, riding my bicycle to the bike trail, going downhill. And I think I might have referenced this before, where I sort of spin off the road onto the sidewalk. I'm not supposed to ride on the sidewalk, but the sidewalk about maybe 30 feet down once I'm on the sidewalk is the entrance to that particular part of the bike trail. And I've done it dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And the edge of my tire hit the grass in front of Richie's sporting goods store. And down I went like a ton of bricks. And I passed out. In fact, I cracked my helmet. It was an ugly accident. And at the time, I was riding my motorcycle, too. And I had a motorcycle. And the few people that I knew who I actually rode with would say, you know, that was the dumbest thing you ever did. Those bicycles are so dangerous, which is really ironic, don't you think? But during that time, I recall thinking to myself, you know, I've never really been hurt per se. And I tore my rotator cuff and now two surgeries later, two unsuccessful surgeries later, and now with the probably impending total shoulder reconstruction looming somewhere down the road because that's the only thing that's going to solve it, I realized how awful it was to not be healthy. I realized how awful it was to be in pain. And for me to reach up with my left arm to grab a cup out of the cupboard or to reach up to grab the orange juice out of the refrigerator and take it off the shelf is really a monumental thing that really is not supposed to happen in my condition. Sleeping with my arm down next to my side. I think these things are horrible things. Until I start thinking about people who have real medical issues. And some of those medical issues are outside of their control. And quite honestly, some of the medical issues are within their control. And maybe they're due to just simply not exercising. Or maybe they're due to just having poor diet. Or maybe they're due to a lot of different factors. Nevertheless, they have these conditions that in many cases are far worse than me. And I'm grateful for the limited medical conditions that I do have. Donna's been experiencing a lot of back pain lately. She generally has it once a day, and it happens towards the end of the day. And really, she is in agonizing pain. And her doctors really haven't done anything aside from saying, hey, you can take X amount of Tylenol every day. And we've tried a number of things, like CBD oil. And that's tough because... You know, it's not prescribed by a doctor, so you're trying different things to try to dial in what works. And then we obviously, as I've mentioned before, have tried recently medical marijuana because Ohio is a state that will allow you to subscribe and get 
clearance to have medical marijuana for various conditions. And of course, chronic pain is one of those conditions. Donna, of course, has another condition, which is also on the list, which is Alzheimer's. So we try to give her a small little quarter gummy bear to help not only with the pain of her lower back, but also because the information supposedly is out there that marijuana has an effect on the buildup of plaque in the brain. Now, we have no way of measuring that, but we can sometimes measure the effect of it assisting her with her lower back pain. And to watch her writhing in agony is really quite miserable. I mean, she has to go over on a flat surface, usually on the floor. She tries to wiggle back and forth to get into a somewhat comfortable position. And that act of laying flat actually assists her. It actually helps her in the management of pain until that little gummy bear will kind of kick in and hopefully help with the pain. But it makes her and it makes me very grateful for the times that we don't have pain, that we're not experiencing pain. And I can attest to the effect of medical marijuana on pain because she said, hey, why don't you try one of these? And I really didn't want to use her prescription for myself, but I said, you know what? Sure, why not? I'll try uh, half a gummy bear. And so I did, just to make sure that I knew that the different ratios, if they were having an effect on me as someone who had some experience with marijuana, as compared to Donna, who has zero experience with marijuana, I could maybe better dial in her effect, then we could share that with the dispensary in order to help the person who we work with to try to dial in where she needs to be and what's going to give her maximum effect because she didn't really want the euphoria associated with cannabis. Well, I have to tell you that that particular one time that I sampled her stash, that rocked my world. I mean, it was way too much. And I thought to myself as it was coursing through my system, hey, you know what? I wonder how this is going to feel because, you know, really the last time that I experienced marijuana, I think Frampton Comes Alive came out. And that was a, <laughs> that was a pretty long time ago. And, you know, of course, I remember quite enjoying the effect of marijuana when I was back there ingesting it into my lungs. And I thought, you know what, I'm kind of curious to see how this feels. Well, I didn't like the effect of it nearly as much as I did back then. In fact, I would really not hesitate to say that I didn't really enjoy it very much at all. What I did enjoy, though, is the pain or the lack of pain that I had in my left shoulder because of my accident. I moved that arm around like I had absolutely zero pain. I'm grateful that, that Donna has the ability and the access to some of these extra substances in order to help manage her pain. So amidst my gratitude for trying to live the healthy lifestyle and the jury is out. 
as to whether that lifestyle is actually healthy. Yours truly still carries some weight. And I know that I could always do better by textbook standards. My body mass index is not nearly where it needs to be. I know I probably don't work out nearly as hard as I can, even at my age. And there's always things to do better. There's always one less ale to have. There's always one less piece of dark chocolate to consume. Certainly, even though Izzy would be very, very depressed because he's usually by my side when I bring them out, there's always one less bag of tortilla chips to have in the evening. And I do not claim to be the pinnacle of health by any stretch. But what I decided 10 years ago or so when I dropped some weight, because I've always been heavy, I decided that I was going to try, try, that's the operative word, I was going to try this 80, 15, 5 lifestyle that I sort of designed for myself. And what I told myself is 80% of the time, I was going to try to be a very healthy person. I was going to try to eat better foods. I was going to try to do a regular workout during the week and that I was going to hopefully put myself in a position where I would not be able to say to someone, I am in the health position that I am in because I neglected where I should have been. I didn't want to be in that position because I had seen at that time so many friends and family members who were at the mercy of really some pretty bad choices that they had made, even though some of those instances were out of their control. Most of those instances were because they just made unhealthy life choices. And it wasn't a judgmental thing. It was simply, I saw what they had experienced. I was a witness to the pain that they were experiencing. And I didn't want to be in that position. So I made this choice. And then 15% of the time was kind of like, uh, do I want these little Debbie things? Yeah, I guess I kind of do. No, maybe I don't. I shouldn't. Maybe just one bite. Donnie, you want to split this with me? That kind of thing. And then 5% of the time, listen, we are going to Wally Waffle. I'm going to eat the whole damn Belgian waffle. I'm going to have extra syrup. And who knows? I might even split a cream stick donut with you afterwards. It's that kind of 5% bad. So this is the lifestyle that I've kind of chosen for myself. And I think that there has been some moderate success because really my cholesterol levels are pretty good. My blood pressure is pretty good. I still carry weight. I could always lose weight. I'll never be slim. I'll never be quote unquote in shape. But I also don't want to be a sedentary person. And I want to at least be able to go to my annual wellness visit and walk out thinking, okay, I'm doing as good as I probably can. Yeah, I could do better, but you know what? I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. That's kind of what I was shooting for. I don't want to run a marathon. I don't want to climb mountains. I don't want to enter the Olympics for really old people. I have no interest in doing that. I don't want to be in a Peloton commercial. I just want to be okay. And so for those things, I'm 
grateful. But having this back pain made me realize that it can happen at the most inopportune time. And at our age, we have to be very prepared for these kinds of things. So as I'm doing my workout later today, the four times or so during the week that I try to do my workout, I'm going to be grateful for that. And hopefully I can do the jumping things that I normally do. As I'm moving in the seat, recording this podcast, I'm still feeling a little bit of this musculature mumbo jumbo. And I know that whatever I did, that stupid thing, and usually it's something stupid, you know, bending down to give Izzy his treat, or at one time it was washing my hair in the shower. I moved my arms up a certain way to get the soap out of my hair when I had hair. And I like strained the whole lower part of my back. How that happened, I'll never know. I just remember screaming in agony and my screams reverberating throughout the bathroom wherever we were living at the time. So I'm grateful for health. I am. I know I don't always say it. I don't always believe it. I don't always think that I do it the best way. And I don't always recognize how appreciative I am for the health that I do have. That hopefully lurking somewhere deep in me is not something unhealthy. I hope that's not the case. Like my pancreas is going to turn on me. I hope that that's not the case. So for today, this day, the third week of April, as flurries fly outside, as baseball games get canceled, I'm grateful for the health that I do have, and I wish nothing but positive health for you. And certainly I wish positive health for my better half, who has been experiencing pain just about every day. So here is to a healthy lifestyle. I mean, a realistic, healthy lifestyle. Because listen, we all have to have some ice cream. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just the way it is. We all have to have barbecue potato chips. That's just the way it is. And I would never deny myself that in very small quantities. I think that's the key. I mean, who said it? Wasn't it Augustine or Ben Franklin or, I don't know, Mandy Patinkin? Who knows? Uh, everything in moderation. I just pulled that name out of the atmosphere. I have no idea why. I'm not even really even a big Mandy Patinkin fan. Anyway, I have my car back. I'm $1,600 light in the wallet, but I have new tires and I don't have these grinding noises as I back up the car. And this is what happens when you have, you know, a car that dates from 2011 and has almost 126,000 miles on it, which really for that year is not a ton of mileage, but it's the car we've opted to keep. It's the car that we share. It's the car that's paid off. And that's the route that I'm going, going forward until it dies. And I have a mower that's fixed. Yay. I had to actually pay somebody to mow my lawn because the guy I took my mower to, uh, I think I referenced him in the last uh, podcast after he castigated me for having practically zero maintenance concern for my lawnmower. I have it back after almost two weeks. So once the snow melts, <laughs> I can mow the lawn. Yay. Hopefully I'll be able to push the mower and my back won't scream out in agony. So until then, I hope nothing but good health for you. And I also thank you for downloading and listening to yet another episode of this, the Gratitude Journal podcast. <laughs>